0: Hey, welcome back to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I'm Brandon, and guess what? You are Craig. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Welcome. I tried to get Todd to come in
1: here, but, um, he wasn't having any of that He, he today. wasn't having it. It was great to have Todd on one last week. Wasn't it good to have Todd? I mean, I felt like that I grew better last week mm-hmm. and I was uh, more mature. It, it really was like, leading the segment the, that Todd was right. here. Yeah. It was like sitting at the feet
0: of the apostle Todd. You right. Know, it was exactly. awesome. I liked it, but enough about Todd. I, well, I had somebody <laughs> yesterday talk to me and they said they listened to the podcast and they said it was, it was neat hearing Todd come in you know because we didn't have him on the full time right she said it, it was neat she said it just seemed like you know we did get smarter like there just wisdom entered the room as Todd came in okay. I wasn't sure how to take that, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how to take that either
1: but um but you know Todd's a good dude and yes. um, i'm still I'm still my mind can't wrap around a twenty three minute sermon twenty three minutes
0: Wow. Still mean to talk to you about that. Okay. You <laughs> can do an extra song with that seven minutes.
1: Hey, you know what I noticed yesterday in the second service? Um, we were all singing and I, I come up to the podium and you're finishing out, um, yesterday. Yep. And did you notice what happened? Your sound, they, they cut your sound off because you said
0: you can be seated. Nobody heard you. So I was like, everyone you, be seated. Right. And I looked at you and I was like, they cut you off. They cut me off. <laughs> I guess they thought you were going to take, take the reins there. Right. So James cut you down. He did. He put you down, man. I loved it. I loved it. It happens. <laughs> it happens. They know I talked. I much. wanted
1: to look back at him and go like, James won, Brandon right. nothing. <laughs> exactly. It was a good day though. Yeah, it was a really good day. Yeah. So, but, um, we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of things happen over the past week. Now, if I remember correctly, last Monday, if I can remember back, you <laughs> wasn't your eyes swollen like you got in a Tuesday. fight? Yeah. It was Tuesday. Well, it was t- we recorded Tuesday. We recorded Tuesday and your eye was all swollen. My eye was swollen. It was swollen. You had gotten in a fight with Ollie and popped <laughs> yeah, yeah. you a few yeah. times. Anyway, yeah. you would Or I you rubbed it to too it. much. Right. But then today you have another ailment and you're like, uh, I mean, you're like a, you know, 85 year old woman right yeah, now. I am. I am. <laughs> you have a finger problem. I and, do. um, I get a, uh, text from Brian. No, I called you. He did. He called me. He called me last week. and uh, was Friday He was, evening. Um, he was uh, cutting some, uh,
0: what was it, sausage, sausage or
1: something. I'll let you tell the story.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, okay, well, let's back up. So I bought a knife. It's been a month and a half, two months ago. It's probably been longer than that, three we months We are ago. going
1: way back. You don't have to go that far back.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. anyways, so it's a Victorinox knife. And uh, Victorinox makes just amazing knives for butchering things, but they have a um, chef knife, okay, and it's an 8-inch chef knife, and and I love it because it is is sharp, and it's good. I mean I just love the, the curves of it. It's just easy to cut things, and I've told Allie from the beginning, I'm like, you can't use this because – and I've told her, it's like you just you, – you don't handle knives very well. Yeah, you don't want her hitting you in with a knife. Exactly. Right? Right? This this yeah. knife you just barely touched right. something is gonna get cut. I promise. I can speak from experience. So Friday evening, I'm prepping dinner, cooking on the Blackstone again, cooking our, our caveman meal of the night. And we did and so I prepped all the vegetables. We had cabbage and broccoli and red, green, yellow peppers, we had mushrooms, um, we had what else did we have in there? That was about it, I think. Onions? Um, we had onions. Thank you. That was the other thing. Onions and then we had sausage. And so I got I had all the vegetable cut up in a bowl ready to go. Just cutting the sausage up and so I cut some bigger chunks up for my kids. They were having macaroni and cheese and wanted sausage with that, but they wanted it boiled instead of cooked on the Blackstone. Boiled. Exactly. Ugh. Right? christian tried it from the blackstone and loved it so sure yeah Boiled? he'll try anything though boiled boiled yeah you know oh anyway so then i start cutting it in smaller strips for Ali and i and i just i was kind of at an awkward position because there was some sausage on the cutting board and i was trying to work around it and then um i was working toward the end of one of the links and went right through the end of my finger ouch fingernail and all like, ouch smooth as butter so if you're looking for a sharp knife i can give you a, a link to that but just be warned it will cut the end of your finger off so please tell me you uh, sifted out the finger and that the family didn't have to go through their food to yeah no out no off. it <laughs> did not make it we we <laughs> took the sausage um that was not contaminated right. and put it on a clean cutting board and and Allie finished cutting that and mm. so i get this picture of his finger
1: on friday night and it's pretty disgusting and um and i looked at um i got the picture and i showed it to anita and she was looking she <laughs> looked over top of her glasses and was just like gross right <laughs> and looked right back <laughs> to what she was doing so i'm at um so i was glad that you were um able to um, play yesterday because i thought you, you said that you might not be able to play or anything like that but you did take a hunk out because that was a
0: yeah that was a that was a slice it hurt and it hurt to play that was the very first thing that went through my mind like as as i'm still there with my hand you know just barely getting you know right after i got it cut i'm like In my head, am I going to be able to play guitar Sunday? This is Friday. That's the first
1: thing that goes to your mind, If
0: it would have been like Monday or Tuesday, okay, I can probably baby it until Sunday. But we'd had worship practice and everything on Thursday, and this was Friday. And so I throw it under some some cold water, and, and it was bleeding pretty bad. And I won't discuss any of our listeners anymore but right now they're all running for a bucket yeah like, no. i just i did and I, and I prayed you know that i'd be able to push through it and get it done right and so i i was able to yesterday and that was a blessing it sounded play, good and it was like your finger wasn't even hurt yeah it was i can promise you it was oh, i'm sure it was
1: yeah i'm sure it so. was but no that's uh don't you hate it when you do something like that though
0: I mean, yeah you just kind you, of you're going so fast and, I, I got moving too quick and not yeah. paying attention and I'll learn next time. Yeah. You'll know that that knife is very sharp. Very sharp. Yes.
1: (laughs) So that's good. But you're, you're the land of the living. You're, uh, you know, you didn't get sick, you know, didn't bring you down. It just kind of slowed you up for a minute. And, uh, so that's good.
0: Yeah. I facetimed a nurse because I really did not want to go to the ER. Okay. And so I'm like, is this, you know, and I had the tip of my finger there and it's like, I showed it to her on FaceTime. It's like, can they sew this back on? She was like, they probably can, but I don't know that it will take because it really wasn't that much. Right. It, it was enough, believe me, but it wasn't. Yeah,
1: it was enough. I saw it.
0: Yeah, it was so. enough. So anyways, moving on from that, moving because I tried a lot. People don't want to hear that, <laughs> but yeah, so that's been the, the, uh, the drama there in my week. So. Yeah.
1: So last week was the eye. This week is the finger. I'm looking forward to see what comes up next week. I'm not. <laughs> you know, is that you keep getting repaired. You're going to be like the six million dollar man. Exactly. Remember that show? Yes. Well, I don't.
0: I mean, I, I never watched it live. Yeah. I wow. watch reruns. I watched it live. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Dating, dating <laughs> yourself. I did date myself. Yeah. So <laughs> no, the, uh, we had a good morning this morning too. Got up and, uh, the two oldest kids and I, Jordan and Christian, we went for a run up at the Richwood Park. Good for you guys. So, you know, I text you you. I text you a picture and it's like, I'm ready for a cup of coffee and a podcast. A podcast.
1: You know, and and the thing about this morning's weather, it was like um, uh walking out of your front door into a plastic bag. I mean there was just it's just like uh I guess maybe the better description would be like walking into a greenhouse. It's yeah. just damp and wet and you know, you just, you just feel like you're moist and I hate that word, but well, anyway. Right.
0: Well, yeah. I and mean, even beyond that, it had rained last night. So like my right. feet were wet by the time we were running and, but yeah, I hate running in weather like that. But at the same time, you sweat a lot. So I like running in weather like right. that too. Right. But yeah, we went two miles, didn't run Good at all, you. but yeah good for you trying to trying to change our lifestyle. She's mm-hmm. Jordan's going to do cross country next year, so trying to get her in shape. They in 4th grade, they only do 1 mile. So okay. I think she'll be good for that. Gotcha. She's got she has some long legs. That helps. I don't. That doesn't help. It doesn't help. So <laughs> But at least she does, right? At least she does. So, yeah.
1: So we had uh, had a good day yesterday mm-hmm. and um get been a good weekend and Actually, we had a good attendance yesterday. Yeah, which we was did. nice. So um, the middle of July. Yeah, that was good. Um, you know, you kind of wonder when you, um, when we hit at, um, in Rich, uh, uh, Richwood, where we're at, you know, sometimes you're, you're not quite sure what the summer attendance is going to be. It can be as high, real high or real low, exactly. but we were, we were, we did really well. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it was yeah. good to see, uh, big, uh, packed house. First service was, yeah, seemed oh, very, man, and, and,
0: and they, they were singing. They were. I don't know how well the, and everybody uh, was in a good mood. Like they all laughed at all the jokes. I, both services. That's because it wasn't me. I tried not I making any about. jokes. They don't like my jokes for some reason. But no, I mean, what was it? God, you're so. I think so mine good. are so corny. There, it's like a polite. We need to laugh, you right? Know? It's like, right? Yeah, sometimes you know we we don't do it very often, but sometimes with the music, I will allow the the crowd to kind of dictate what we do. And so, leading in the communion, there we sang, um we saying ten. No. Yeah, ten thousand reasons out of your message, and then went into a triple chorus of "God, you're so good." Right, and they were singing that so well. I just, I just spent a moment in prayer and kind of prepped into communion, but then went back and sang through that song one more time. It's right, like, man, they were just singing it so it was good stuff. And and it was like, man, we just need to proclaim that to our God exactly. that He is so good. And so yeah, they were they were on both services. Yeah, we're, they were. were awake. Yeah, and it was a cloudy, rainy morning. So it
1: was. I, uh, Sometimes I don't know how, what to expect. Yep. So that's always good though. Exactly. Keeps you guessing, doesn't it? All right. yep.
0: yep. Yep. Good news. Okay. Um, I'm ready. We are on the verge of grounded t-shirts. Perfect. Or in, um, in the case of some people, grounded tank tops. Grounded. We've, we've had, tank had a request tops. for yep. tank tops. So you can flash off your guns and, and all that, right? I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I'm hoping to get there, but so I'm not going to be wearing a tank top right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Give me a few more. I'm
1: not on a tape type dynamics. guy. I've never been. You know. So um, yeah. more. I'm more kind of a pullover.
0: So there you go. Yeah. But that's good news. So what what what's the uh, what's the ETA on that? I think within the next week or two really? we can have them available. Um, awesome. And then they um, they should probably only be somewhere between ten and fifteen dollars. I don't know an exact cost yet. Okay. Um. But there's an upfront charge that we're taking care of, and then um, beyond that, um. If you want a shirt, the rest. Then you take care of the rest. Right. So we're That's taking care deal. of the transfers, and and you'll take care of the cost of the shirt and and getting it the transfer put on the shirt. So
1: that'll be awesome. Yeah, be nice to see a couple of grounded T shirts walking around the building. Yeah, I've already had besides
0: a, just you and me. Yeah, my kids want one. Well, they're So we we'll got more than out, just one or two. Figure them. out what colors they want. Right. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, be really Wyatt, fun. Wyatt said that he wanted one, but he wants a polo. He wants the, the logo on the back of a polo. Really? Yeah, he wears polos all the time. How about that? Yeah. So when Wyatt's walking away, that's the final shot. Grounded. I don't golf, but if I golfed, I'd get a polo and wear it
1: golfing. That would be bad, wouldn't yeah. it? Get grounded hats and belt buckles, right? and magnets and car magnets. How about that? There we go. We <laughs> get, we could I get, could get the- definitely get car stickers. That'd be fun. <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. Make all of your friends jealous cuz you got the grounded uh, car sticker on there, right?
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're still picking up listeners from uh, overseas. Oh wow. So yeah, Perfect. just in the last week we had another listener from Australia oh, and nice. another listener from the United Kingdom. So
1: might pick up more listeners from there. Aren't they on a shutdown right now? I'm not sure. <laughs> so we might pick up a whole bunch from Australia. Right. You never know, right? But anyway, well, that's
0: good to know though. They'd be just be flipping through podcasts be like, "Oh, like, look whoa. at those two little bitmojis, Let's listen to that." Or how about look at that little bitmoji and the taller one? Yeah, I am definitely shorter. <laughs> okay. I I made that on purpose, <laughs> right? I know yeah. you
1: did. I knew you did. So how's your week been? It's been pretty good actually, you know, just catching up on being gone for, you know, a few days and, um, this has been a good week and started the James series. I know we're going to talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that here in a, in a few moments. Uh, we got another thing to talk about before that, but, um, but that was good. And, um, now I'm starting to outline and get ready for the fall. Um, we're doing a series called the rubber where the rubber meets the road. I'm actually looking forward to that. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things Mm -hmm. uh, during that time. Exactly. What does, you know, God expect of us? What does God want from me as a follower of him? We're going to talk a little bit about miracles. Does miracles still apply for us today? Do, does God still do miracles now? Um, what happens when, you know, you know what you're supposed to do for God, but you're just not doing yeah, it. You, yeah. you are refusing to
0: do it. Uh, things like that. So gotcha. yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's going to be, gonna be good. good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So. I'm, I'm excited about the James series. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. You've definitely hit the road running because you've got all the outlines to me. I did so. I've got my work to do. You do planned out. You do so. That's that's been fun.
1: So it's just playing a little bit of catch up and um, you know make, uh, meeting with people. But it's been a very good week and good. Um, no no complaints. So nothing major. Yes. Nothing. Grandkids are all good. Grandkids are all good. Everybody's good. Talked to Dustin this morning on my on my way in
0: and um, just Starbucks a, and a, and a shout out there. What is up, Dustin and his crew? who are probably working listening to this podcast. That's true. He um he has a few guys that's are
1: on his crew. Um he um does uh works in a at a for landscaping, landscaping and he's yeah. got a few guys and for the life of me I cannot remember their names. I wish I did. I I I'd shout them out right? right now. So, but yeah, so if you guys are listening right now, wherever that might be if it's now or later on a week from now, um thank you guys for listening and um and thank you for uh spending time with us while you're working and I know you're weed eating or mowing and um uh, you need you need pass the time away so what a better way to do it with us we will right? try to be as exactly. entertaining as we can <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about and thanks for reminding me because you said remember we got a question to talk about today before we get into the uh, rehash of
0: yesterday's message so yep. I can't remember the um, the question so so here is the question came okay. in um, this came in post stop it so it was right after my sermon and we did I the, thought that was, was shut up. No, that was another sermon. I think. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it was stop it, and um, and I talked about the things that we as Christians needed to quit doing. Okay, there were certain things um, that, as Christ followers, we we just send the wrong message to the rest of the world. And right. one of those things was to quit cherry picking the Bible and quit right. taking it out of context. And so right. this email came in after that podcast that week. It said, "Great sermon as usual, and enjoyed the grounded podcast." Also, I am having questions regarding the proper use of Bible scriptures. How does one know that they are using a scripture correctly? I'm not scholarly enough to use scripture in debate form, but sometimes use a verse as a means of comfort for myself or a friend. I would like further clarification on this subject, if possible. Thank you, as always. God. So, I'll let you hit that first, and then, unless you want me to... You've been thinking about it, haven't you? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So, I think that when I... When I read the Bible, okay. there are a couple of things that you have to remember. Okay, thing one, and we're not talking about Doctor. Seuss. Blue, I, that's blue exactly what people. went into my mind. I immediately thought of thing. I one. could see. <laughs> I was like, sturning. "Wait a minute, wait, yeah, is he coming in? What, right? Okay, that's that box behind you. Oh, He's coming out of that." <laughs> um, but the first thing is that we have to remember that we only have half of the conversation. A lot of times, you know. So if we're reading Paul's letters, we we only have. What Paul is writing to the church. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there are obviously things that we can learn from that and understand and, and know what the culture was going through in right. those different churches, in those different right. cities. Um, and so, you know, realizing that if, a, if a verse says one thing, we have to remember, you kind of, I talked about in my sermon, exegesis and hermeneutics, we have to remember that it wasn't written directly to Craig. It right. wasn't written directly to Brandon. And so it was written, is it useful? Can we, yeah, absolutely. The Bible is very clear on that. The Bible is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, um, and training. And it's definitely applicable to us today. And so we have to just remember first and foremost, though, that it was written to a different people at a different time. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different Bibles out there that do a really good job of giving you that kind of other side of the story, too. Um, I've got one that at the beginning of each book of the Bible, it gives you kind of a snapshot into what was taking place. Mm-hmm. So it tells you who the author was. Okay. It tells you what the time period was roughly okay. that, that this book was written. Okay. And it gives you a, an overview of the book. So, you know, for Paul, let's just take that for an example. For a lot of the, the letters that Paul wrote to the church, it kind of yeah. gives you an overview of what the church is going through and why Paul would be writing that book to them. Okay. What was the, uh, can you, can you actually read the first part of her
1: question or just read her question again? Yep. So I can, um, everybody else can hear it and yep. let me hear it one more time. Cause just to make sure I'm on the right track with Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Actually, I haven't thought about this. So. Okay. You're shoot good. Me again.
0: I'm having questions regarding the proper use of Bible scriptures. And yeah. I think that's a good, I think that is a very noble question. That is a good question. I've been guilty of using Bible verses un, you know, Unproperly. Okay. And so I think that's that's a good question, a good way to phrase it. Proper use of Bible scriptures. How does one know that they are using a scripture correctly? I'm not scholarly enough to use scripture in debate form, but sometimes use a verse as a means of comfort for myself or a friend. I would like further clarification on this subject if possible.
1: Well I think when you're um and I think what you said was good earlier, and I think this question is a uh is a very valid question mm-hmm. and it's a very yeah. good question actually because um I think as you're, as you're going through this, and I think a lot of times we think that, you know, I want to use the Bible as, you know, you know, as a defense mechanism to what is taking place in culture or the world or say my family or bring it on even more to myself, you know. And so the first thing I think that we need to realize, um, as a person who's reading the Bible as a follower of Jesus Christ is that the Bible God's word and it even tells us this in yep. in the Bible that God's word is living and it's active and it's sharper than any double-edged sword able to pierce souls it's able yep. to penetrate the heart it knows the yep. thoughts and the desires it, it knows everything so the Bible is alive yep it's not a book so here's the here's a distinction for um where where I come from the Bible is definitely a book but the Bible is a, a book that is alive. It is spirit filled. Right. And every single time that I read the Bible or I hear a scripture, God's word is active and it's alive. And so it will
2: it's direct gonna, my it's, life.
1: And it's going to land differently. Exactly. For instance, like, um, like I think I even mentioned this on the podcast last week that when I was watching the message from Todd, he read a, a scripture mm-hmm. and it wasn't the way he used it, but it was it hit me differently. Right, right. And so I understood exactly what he was saying, mm-hmm. but the way that God's word and the way that I actually, if I would have read that scripture, I, I don't it think I would have taken it like landed, that, but it's right. the way that Todd read that that allowed God to say something to me. So a lot of times what takes place is that, you know, we, we want to use the Bible and we want to use it as a defense. So we will pull out scriptures and stuff. Exactly. One of the biggest scriptures I think that gets pulled out of context is the do not judge okay and um you'll hear that all the time well you can't judge me you can't judge me the bible says do not judge right yeah the bible does say that and that's one of the things we're going to break down this fall where it's the rubber meets the road that's kind of a false statement Mm -hmm. i can judge you right as a Christ follower, I can judge you. The Bible tells me that your 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 life is to dif- display fruit, the right. fruit of Christ. So if you're a gossip, if you're a slanderer, mm-hmm. if you're a swindler, if you're stepping out on your wife, if you're living in in some kind of sin. But here's the thing with all that: you got to remember, the Bible tells me that I can judge, but I have to know where I'm at personally before I make so that take judgment. Take the plank out of your eye, exactly. Well. So it's like. It's like I, I think it was John Piper or somebody one time said, um, you know, you need to instead of taking a pair of twizzer, tweezers and pulling a tiny, tiny speck of sawdust out of your neighbor's eyes, maybe you need to actually get a forklift to take the junk that's out of your eyes. Right. And, and I believe that. And so it's like um, if I judged you for say drinking. Alcohol. You're, you're, right. you're, you're getting drunk. And I'm out getting drunk. Well, what's the deal? Right. I mean, we're, the whole thing about if you judge a person or if you judge another Christian, you are to, what's, what's the ultimate goal? Restoration. Right. It's not to put my thumb down on you to make you feel bad. Right. It's It's, sanctification. It's sanctification. It's restoration. It's to bring you back and bring you closer to God. Exactly. And that's why God's word gives us so many things. Like if you go, go, go by yourself. But here's, here's what happens in today's culture because I, and I blame it on Facebook. I blame it on Instagram. I blame it on Twitter and all these social media outlets is that we sound off about everything first. We may not mention the person's name, but we will, we will mention a lot of things that take place instead of. Me going to you or you coming to me or – you, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So when you're talking about taking uh, Scripture out of context, um, you know, and I know that it happens, here's what I do. I always pray, mm-hmm. and I know this sounds crazy, but I, I don't pray it every day, but I promise you I pray this four or five times a week. God – I need your scripture in my life and I need you to reveal passages in my life. So if somebody comes to me and talks to me that you will immediately put passages and scriptures Mm -hmm. in my mind because what is it in first Peter where it's like, you know, always be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have. And that's what I want. And, um, I know that I'm a minister, right. But I'm really not a Bible scholar. Absolutely. And so I'm not I ha- saying absolutely to you,
0: I'm saying absolutely right, right. to me as well.
1: And I and I'm not like a Bible scholar and um you know, I and I use the Greek a lot. I'm not a Greek scholar right. at all. I don't really know Greek. I know enough to look it up mm-hmm. or I know I'll get a hold of friends of mine that I know that knows it better than I do. And so then I'll ask them, Hey, what is the meaning of this? and they'll point me to the right, you know, the right direction. Um but I think when you're you know, the question is a valid one because I, you don't want to pull scriptures right. out of context. And I think that if you're praying about that mm-hmm. and you're seeking God and you're reading the entire passage and that's instead I, of that's like where one I was verse, gonna go. Yeah. Like just don't take the one verse, read prior, you know, read go back before. ten verses before. Go and ten sometimes verses. Sometimes you have beyond. to go the chapter prior. Exactly, because you know, it's a whole thing.
0: When when the when the authors wrote the Bible they didn't say, okay, and now the next chapter. Exactly, right. Modern day has taken the, the translators have taken those and separated them into chapters and verses. Exactly. Now, one of the other verses that I see that is taking, taken out of context all the time, Philippians 413. Right. (laughs) You see this on athletes that like, you know, these, these marathon runners or we watch, um, American Ninja Warrior a lot and they'll take and they'll write Bible verses and stuff. And there are some of them that actually it's like you can tell that they're a little deeper in their faith because they actually have, you know, Different Bible verses every time, but then you've got the athlete or whatever that has Philippians four thirteen. Not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, no, no, no. no. I've seen Tim Tebow have that under his, you know, his eyes on his eye black before. Do I think Tim Tebow is shallow? No, he's probably more of a Bible scholar than you and I. Um, I don't know about that. Maybe I don't know. He's definitely got more muscles, but any than you than me (laughs) exactly. But anyway, so so Philippians four thirteen is, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Right. Well, Paul wasn't, or he didn't write that saying, man, this is going to make a great, um you know, mm-hmm. this is going to be a great opportunity for athletes down the road, somebody playing baseball, somebody running cross country, somebody right. doing this, for them to realize that they can do it. If right. they just, you know, God's going to give them, Christ is going to give them strength right. in their sport. Right. That's not what it was about. You know, he was actually talking um, to the church in Philippi, about how they were concerned for him and they were giving him gifts and they were taking care of him. And, and he was like, not that I needed right. that because my, my survival isn't based on you and what you're doing for me. Right. It's based on the fact that I can do anything through Christ who gives me strength. Right. That's where my strength comes right. from. But thank you for supporting me. Thank you right. for pouring into me. So right. another one of those is, um, kind of that love chapter. Right. Um, was that first Corinthians 13? Yes. First Corinthians 13. Um, where it talks about, you know, love is patient and kind. It doesn't boast. Right. It doesn't envy and all of that. Paul didn't write that to the church of Corinth and think in the back of his mind, man, this is going to make a great passage of scripture for <laughs> right. weddings one day. He was talking about, if you look at that, it's, he's talking about Jesus. Exactly. That's what the love of God looks like. But I I think it's valid to read that during a a wedding because as a husband and as a wife, we should want to have the love of Christ for our spouse as long as we're not taking it out of context. Right, right. Um, And so I I think that that's where I was going to go next is exactly what you said, making sure that you're not just reading one verse because truth be told, I can take one verse and, and turn it into anything I want. I can find One verse. Anything. 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 I can find one verse to approve my agenda or to um, confirm my agenda or whatever I'm trying to talk about. Exactly. Um, that's, I was just, um, oh, I, I don't know who, who said this,
1: but, um. It's John Piper. We'll just give it to him. Yeah. It probably was somebody like John Piper, Charles Spurgeon, Brandon Chanel, maybe John MacArthur. One of those, one one of those those four. Very astute, you know, Todd Nordquist. I don't know. But um, they said you can make the Bible say anything that you want it to say if you ignore the entire context. Yeah. You take it completely out of context. You have to pay attention to exactly what is being said. Now, that doesn't mean that, like you just said, you know, you've taken Philippians 4.13 out of context. But it doesn't mean that that can actually give you strength to be like, God, I'm serving you and I, I literally have power in you. So, um, but I don't believe that Philippians 413 is a, uh, a verse that if you put it on your hat or if you're holding a sign up at a baseball game, you're gonna that, that your favorite is going to win. Exactly. That, I don't believe God cares about that at all. Right. Whether your team
0: wins or loses at now, that point. If your, if your attitude is, is a little different, your perspective is a little different. Right. And it's like, okay, my goal, God has given me these talents. Right. And my ultimate goal is to honor God with the gifts that he's given me. Even if it's – if I'm a phenomenal baseball player or a basketball player or whatever, I'm going to honor him. Then, yeah, I I think he can give you strength. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you're never going to have an injury? No. Right. But even in your injury, are you honoring him? Is he going to give you the strength to push through that? It's all context
1: and that's that's a good point because I was getting ready to tell you uh just briefly I'm I'll keep this at about thirty five seconds but a uh, baseball player back in the 70s and the 80s his name was Bob Watson and yeah. he was yeah. general manager for the Yankees mm-hmm. during all those big times for the Yankees um, but he was a he was the first baseman for the Astros and also for the Yankees and he also played for your Atlanta Braves for three years and there we go uh, But he got hurt in the 81 season and the 81 season was a strike season. Mm -hmm. So he was a 300 lifetime hitter, but he hit 212 that year. But in the world series that year, he came on like gangbusters, Mm -hmm. like hit three or four home runs and hit like 500 and, and all that. And so they asked him about the season and, um, he said this before they actually went into the world series. They asked him, you know, your season was dismal. And he said, you know what? I'm not really focused on the season. As I'm focused on my relationship to God, because he's a diehard Christian. Right. He said, I focus on my relationship to God because um, it's easy to love God when you're hitting 350. But he said, I need to love God as much as when I'm hitting 212 and realize that life in God yep. is not a baseball game. He said, it's about me doing what God has called me to do, right. giving glory to him no matter what happens in my life. And so when I look at that, I'm like, okay. That's, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Exactly. You know? I mean, he's exactly. like, you know, he's, I don't know if he was injured. I think he was, but, um, I think he was more or less just had a horrible year. Right. And, um, that's just, um, you know, I think as you, for you and I, it's, it's really hard and for the rest of us. I mean, think about how many times you've been preaching or you've been preparing something and a scripture will pop in your mind and you'll look at it and you're like, boy, that's a great scripture, but, it doesn't really mean what
0: exactly I you that have to. to mean, you have to go yes. back. I've done that yes. the last couple of times. Yes, and and it's like okay, well, let me. That would apply just in that context, but right. let me go back and look at the full right. context of right. it. Yeah, and I think what you were just talking about with um, Bob Watson, and all of that too, is that that leads hand in hand with what you talked about yesterday. There could be trials in our life. There are going to be times where things aren't going the way, but we're still called to have joy, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll talk right. about that shortly here once we close this down. But, um, I think that's just a great, you know, lead in, lead in there. So, yeah. so I hope that helps. Um, and, and yeah, I think that there are probably some Bibles that will help too. I really like the Bible that I have. It's called the Jesus centered Bible. Okay. Um, it comes, we, we do, you preach a lot from the NLT. Right. Um, I preach a lot from the NLT. We, we do NIV some as well. Um, but the Jesus centered Bible is NLT, I believe. Okay. And what it is, is it's got Old Testament, New Testament. Um, they're both, well, obviously you've got the red letters in the, the New Testament, but there are some blue letters in the New Testament as well. Okay. But there's a ton of blue, um, writing in the Old Testament in it. And anything that is written in blue is something that is pointing to jesus okay pointing to the coming messiah okay and then a lot of times they'll they'll be side notes where in the old testament it will break down you know why that verse is pointed toward toward jesus and Alrighty. how and so i I, th- I like that too just a, another it kind of takes right you a little deeper and to realize that you know we're in the old testament right now we, we read it through amos last night okay and um You know, it's, it can be mundane sometimes and you're reading Mm -hmm. a bunch of names and this king Mm -hmm. did this and this king went to war and this. And so, but then to read it with a different lens of, okay, oh, I see what, I see what the, what's happening here. This is a, you know, a prophecy that God is going to fulfill with Jesus. And so, you know, there are different Bibles out there. Um, you know, you and I've talked a lot before of making sure that you're reading a version that, you can understand mm-hmm. um not a huge fan of the king james version not that that is is bad if you like that as right. long as you can understand it you know i don't like it because i don't speak that way right right um i like the nlt mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of the message i think it's a little watered down well the message um,
1: is a um if i'm not mistaken was written by eugene peterson mm-hmm. and eugene peterson is i think a a bible scholar yeah but he did that not to have a bible printed he did that to write that as my understanding is for like his grandkids to tell a story right, often, right. but use that along with the bible right some things that the that version has is fabulous some things oh yeah like, no wow, no, that's I like, no and i agree I'm, with yeah. you it's like to preach from that would be not and, and he, eugene peterson has all has um all but gone on to be with the Lord now but and I think he would agree with that statement too but speaking of uh, Eugene Peterson I don't know if you know much about him but he um I heard him talk about this whole thing that we're talking about today you know taking things out of context and and he actually uh, said this one time and I'm going to kind of have to paraphrase it because I don't have the direct quote in front of me but um he was talking about how Christians and how followers of God want to make God's word say something that it doesn't say. Right. And he says, what God wants you to do is open up all of your heart, Mm -hmm. all of your mind, all of your eyes, every little bit of your soul, and allow him to speak to you through his word. And I agree with that because I don't know how many times I have been inflamed about something or sideways or something. And I'm like, I'm going through the Bible. Like, how can I use this to, and he's like, don't do that. Right. Don't do that. Allow God to speak to you because you're, you're trying to force God to say something, but maybe God's trying to speak to you and say, here's another passage or here's another verse that I want you to use. Right. Cause if right. we're, if we're one-sided, then I believe, yeah. you
0: know, we're not allowing the spirit to work. So I think you gotta allow the spirit of God to work mm-hmm. in and the contextual stuff. That is absolutely true. And, you know, that's probably one of the biggest, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but yeah. it's one of the biggest components of mm-hmm. that as well is making sure you're relying on the spirit. Right, because we can't do it on our on our own, but that's right. the great thing is God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: And, and I believe that's a lot of Christians – I'm going to go out on a limb. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the stat or not, but I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say 80%, 85% of Christians do not tap into the Spirit of God right, right. and allow him to dictate their life. And if they would, I'm telling you, your life would be so much differently. I can't actually tell you that I do that every single day of my life. Right. I do it, but I have to – resubmit my life back to god okay god i'm yeah. gonna allow you i you it's almost like you got to be intentional you got to give god permission to do it he's just not going to come in and take over right and that's the beauty of god i have to su- re- submit or resubmit or keep submitting my life absolutely back to him in that area so yeah. But yeah so i hope that helps you out in your question i hope we didn't confuse you anymore so right if we did shoot us an email
0: shoot us an email and we'll send you down to todd exactly there god you Nordquist. go yeah Good deal. So yesterday we started the new sermon series, Refueling Your Faith. We did. And, um, and that, I'm looking forward to this. The book of James, it's like you, I think you even said it. The book of James could have been written yesterday. Exactly. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, is just, it, it's so applicable nowadays too. Well, I, um, I love the fact that James, it's like verse one,
1: verse one, chapter one. Do you remember what he said? He said, this letter is from James. A slave of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, he is just pretty much putting out on the line. I am a slave of this, and I am following. That means that you're going to follow what they say, right? And I love that he is confessing that right at the very beginning. And he is letting people know that, hey, this is what this yeah. is what we have to do. And I and right. I love it. That's the first opening verse, right? Is what he says, and then verse two. Is crazy because he's like, brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, considered an opportunity for great joy. Yeah. He doesn't say if. No. And I think I said yesterday, I don't like that verse. Right. I really don't like right. that verse. Because when troubles come my way, what do you like to do? Complain, complain, gripe, pity party. Why, God? Yeah. Why is this happening to me, God? I, I preach, I sing, I come to church, mm-hmm. I, I, I help out in kids' uh, children's ministry, I do all these great things. Why? 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 Right. But he's like, well, when, right? When they come your way and consider it an opportunity for great joy. Yeah. That is a um, that that's something I think that if I'm honest, I'd have to think about that every day. Yeah. Because um. You and I both we both don't know what's going to happen the rest right. of this day, right so whatever happens, like yep. you chop the top of your finger off, yep, considered an
0: opportunity for great joy, yep. really, and that's a great example because you know and and that's something that in my life personally that i've tried to do a better job of is realizing that I have no control over some circumstances right and and I just have to again it's kind of like we were talking about. Um, honoring God mm-hmm. with the way that I live. Right. That doesn't mean just when things are going smooth. It doesn't mean when you're hitting 300 or 350 right. or whatever. Um, and so I, I joked a lot about my fingernail, my finger and you know, it, yeah, it hurt. I very, you know, like I said, very first thought in my mind was, am I going to be able to play guitar? Right. I didn't let it bring me down. I didn't throw a pity party and be like, oh, man, I really hope I can. If I can, it's going to mess things up because we've already practiced and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And so, you know, my my wife, Allie, she was even like, you know, it's not funny. I'm like, I'm not saying it's funny, but what am I going to do about it? Right. It is what it is. Right. right. I'm going to I'm going to rest it for a day. I'm going to try to play guitar on Saturday evening, wrap it up, kind of do what I need to do figure out how I can do that. If I can play Sunday, I can play. If not, you know, I've got a worship team that will figure it out. Right. And right. and it's going to be different from what we practice, but, right. but that's okay because God's still going to get the glory. Exactly. And and so, you know, I think that that is true when things happen because they will whether you cut your the tip of your finger off or um, right. or, or your family member gets in a, a car accident mm-hmm. or you you get sick or someone else gets sick or whatever you lose your job and and, and these are some of these are extreme mm-hmm. circumstances but we're not promised no what's going to happen and you
1: you know, you have you have a great opportunity, you know, you cut the top of your finger off using that as an example. Your kids are there. Yeah. And your kids are you know, you you didn't lose it. You didn't con- start complaining, you didn't I didn't even discuss. Start- well, that's good, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, because we all no,
1: never mind. But, uh, but you know, and your kids look at that and they're like, you know, even though they'll never see anything guaranteed ten years from now, like I remember when Dad cut the top of his finger off and he just bandaged it up, Finished cooking dinner, and was right back in church and playing, you know, leading worship. I think that's a good thing because you're you're showing them that you know life goes on. It's like it's like the illustration with Walter Payton. You know, you get knocked down, but you keep yeah. getting back up, and yeah, and you go and you go forward and Kind of and roll that, with the punches yeah and that was kind of the first point yesterday is that trouble can't be helped we just need to expect, expect it, it. Mm-hmm. and and I'm shocked i'm I'm, I'm shocked by Christians who ex- they think that their life is supposed to be trouble free right now they may never really tell me that right but by the reactions you can tell they think
0: their life is to, to be trouble free Man, just read about the life of Paul oh my. just Paul just Paul alone that's not counting the other disciples you know you talked about James and everything he went through.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. You know,
0: just read those two guys and what happened right. to them. Yeah, um, it's
1: it's it's unbelievable. I love what David Paulson said. I don't know if you remember this quote or yeah, not. He said, uh trouble is not an elective in your life, trouble is a required course that you must go through. Yeah. He he hits it nail hits the nail right on the head there. Yep. Uh, because he's 100 percent true he's like you know I, I love it that you know you just you just don't get to pick and choose you will have trouble yeah so and even jesus tells us what in john or yeah john sixteen thirty three in this world you're going to have what trouble yep. but take heart because i have, have overcome, overcome the, world. the world and so jesus is even saying you you know you need to get ready for this you need to do this um one of the verses that i used yesterday and um and I thought about this when I was putting this together, but I thought this really fit because it's one of those verses that we hear a lot about. And um, you know, people have heard this verse a lot from when you were kids up to adults, but it's when Jesus is preaching during the Sermon on the Mount and in Matthew chapter six, verses thirty three and four he says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And this is the big part. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. Yep. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, you know what? Just put your hope in me. Yeah, exactly. Trust in me. Don't worry about tomorrow. I I know you got things on your plate. I know things are, you you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. And I think one of the things about COVID-19 is... Everything's been focused on tomorrow. It's been focused on ahead right. and you know, all the things that we've had to go through. So there's been a lot of worry. There's been a lot of fear. There's been a lot of fear mongering going on during during that time. And Jesus is saying, you know what? Seek me. Seek my kingdom and watch how it goes. Yeah. Put me first. See what happens. B- believe in my promises and, and, and hear what I have to tell you in first Peter four. I read this yesterday and I love this. He said, "Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're going through as if something strange were happening to you."
0: Right. Again. Right. This
1: is something that's not weird. This expect, is you yeah. need to expect what is going on with us. Yeah. So. Well, When
0: I like that word there too because it brings an image and I'm a I'm an image kind of guy. I like imagery. Um and you read that word fiery, you know, dear friends, don't be surprised by the fiery tries you're right. going through. And I'm reminded in the Old Testament how it talks about, you know, the refining, um, you know, God right. will refine us. You know, you think about that. I love to watch um, Forged in Fire, and it's where they they take and they make knives in a forge right. with fire, right, right. forged in fire. Um, but anyway, so they boom, boom. they take these different metals and they pretty much melt them down. And, um, and they sometimes take older metals that aren't good right. and they'll, they'll melt them down. They'll heat them up. They'll beat on them. They'll move them and, and, and everything. They'll put them back in the fire and heat them up again. And then they come out. Some of, we actually had a, a gentleman from this area, from the Richwood area, win an episode of Forged in Fire. Really? Yeah. And, um, that was a neat episode to watch cause I was watching it. I didn't realize that, you know, he was, I didn't know him beforehand. Um, but I didn't realize that anybody from around here was going to be on it and I'm watching it and, you know, they go through and they do the introductions and they're like, I'm so-and-so from, you know, whatever, New York and blah, blah. And so he's like, Hey, I'm so-and-so from Richwood, Ohio. I'm like, what? Huh? That's great. I rewound it and it was like, Allie, watch this. That's great. And so, um, but, I, but I love that because, you know, they take it from next to nothing. Right. They, they beat the snot out of it. They heat it up. Right. And then some of the, the knives that they produce out of that are nice. Are nice. They're gorgeous. And that's what God, if we allow Him to. Right. That's what can happen through our troubles. Exactly. If we're focused on, on Him and bringing Him glory. And, right. You know, and we're not, we don't become woeful. We don't, you know, so throw ourselves a pity party. But if right. we say, Okay, how can this make me a better Christ follower? How can I be more like Jesus through this? Right. How can I persevere through this and and come out stronger, refined in the
1: end? Well, I think that's a good point because if you would you agree with this that um a lot of times when we're going through what we're going through, we want to get it over as quickly as possible and we don't A lot of times if we get it over quickly as possible, we don't really learn anything from it. Right. And we're going to have to go through it again. And I've come to the conclusion that if I don't learn while I'm going through it, God actually teaches me that lesson again and again and again. And that kind of brings us to point number two, which you led into that, which is trouble brings maturity and we have to rejoice in it. And and I, and I love the, um, and I love the, um, James one, three and four where he says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. I love this part. So let it grow. Yeah. Basically, like, I'm hearing him say, this might be tough, but let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. Trust God. during. We'll be those. stronger in the end. Exactly. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, needing nothing. Yeah. Well, I want to be there. Exactly. That's I, I want the to goal. be perfect, complete, needing nothing. Yeah. And so, and I and I take that not like a physical, but I take that as a spiritual and everlasting
0: exactly peace that comes directly right. And that 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 God. just points back to the the verse you read of Jesus saying, you know, um, don't fear because I've overcome the world. In this world, you'll have many right. troubles. Yeah, exactly. in this world, but exactly. one day, right? One day we won't. When right. we reach glory, you know, there won't be troubles. There won't be pain. There won't exactly. be trials.
1: And well, so. Jesus actually—I I think I used this verse yesterday, John fourteen twenty-seven, where Jesus says, "I'm leaving with, leaving you with a gift, peace of so mind and much. heart." Yeah. I mean, who wants that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, and the peace I give you is not uh, like a gift that the world can give to you. So don't be troubled or afraid. I mean, think about that. Right. I mean, the world's not going to give me anything. Yeah. Um, I don't care what it is. Stimulus, vaccinations, more money, uh, tax breaks, lower gas prices. The world is definitely uns- is not going to give us that. I don't know. <laughs> the world is definitely in an unsatisfying black hole. Right. Right. But really, God. Yep. Finding Christ. That is a. uh That is something that soothes your soul, man. It fills that black spot
0: in your life to get
1: you to the point that
0: that you need to be. So I loved the um, the quote by Josh Fields too. It was good. He was a major league pitcher for the Dodgers. Yep. And he said, "I have two great motivators in my life: Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and adversity and afflictions." You know, and you think about that. You know, as a pitcher, just just in the sport of baseball, just take life out of it. You know, he's going to go through injuries. Exactly, he's going to go through adverse. He's going to go through slumps where, man, they're they're just beating the leather off the ball against him. Yep. And and he has to pers- he has to learn from that. And I think that's the big thing. Right. Is we have to learn through our trials. We, oh yeah. That's like you said. We can't just get through it. Yeah. You know, and, and be like, okay, well that's done. I won't have to deal with that ever again. Well, maybe we will. Well, well, I had some, to learn through it. I had somebody a few years ago come to me. It's not nobody here as
1: part of me getting here and said, why does this keep happening to me? And, you know, I told him, maybe God's been trying to teach you the same thing over and over again. And you're not you're listening, not listening, not learning. And they're like, well, how am I not listening? I'm like, well, how have you changed? And they finally admitted, well, I haven't. I'm like, then God's trying to get your attention. Hmm. He's trying to get your attention through this. Nothing is when it comes to the spiritual. Nothing is up for grabs. It's just right. it, There's a there's a reason for for it all. Yeah, I do love that quote by yeah, that um, was good, Josh Fields. But um, I love First uh, Peter one. I read uh, verse six and seven. I, won't, I hopefully won't read it all. But he says, "So be truly glad. There's a wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials show that your faith is genuine. It is being, as you just said." Mm. Tested as fire and purify as purifies gold. Through your faith is far more precious than mere gold. Yeah. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor. Yeah. When it comes to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. it, it it's like God's given us a blueprint. He's, he's saying, yeah. here's what has to happen. Yeah. But in a, in a way, and let's admit it, even you and even me, when you go through something. You're like, oh gosh, why is this happening? Yeah. Well. I try not to do that anymore. And I think I admit it, I don't ask the why question anymore because right. the why question, God, why are you doing this? There's no answer to right. that. There's no answer to that. So my really my my prayer is like, God, what are you trying to show me that I haven't gotten? What's going on that I need to get? Yeah. And I've prayed that a lot over the last 15, 16 months. God, what are you trying to show yeah. me? I mean, everybody's going crazy around me. So what are you trying to show mm-hmm. me? What do you want me to see during yeah. all this? Absolutely. Instead of pointing my fingers like, you're crazy, you're out of line, you're this. God, what are you trying to show me?
0: Well, and we talked a few weeks ago about, you know, God not causing bad things to happen to you. Um, You know, I think that that's the, the reality. And this is probably just a, a great conversation for a day sometime. You know, why do bad things happen? I've heard that. Why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Well, the truth is, is that we live in a broken world. Yep. God never intended pain, no. sorrow, death, no impurities. He never intended any of that. And, and he created this world perfect. Exactly. And then man and woman messed it up. Exactly. And because of that, there's death. Mm-hmm. There's pain. There's sorrow. So when, you know... Man, just a a young person gets in a a fatal car accident. It's like, why would, why would God allow that to happen?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, he allows that to happen because we live in a broken world and that is part of the repercussions of sin. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that God was angry at that person or that person's family, you know. And so now if that happens to us, you know, how do we respond? Well, somebody asked John MacArthur one
1: time and said, um, why doesn't God stop hmm. um, tragedies from happening? Yeah. And he said, how do you know that he doesn't? Exactly. How do you know he doesn't stop a thousand tragedies every single every day. day? Yeah. How do you not know that? And I would have to believe that God maybe does do that, mm-hmm. that there's a reason. I mean, um, who knows? I, I have no idea. I have no idea why things happen yeah. the way they do. But I do know this, that God's sovereignty mm-hmm. is there, that yeah. God is literally in control. God has given me hope beyond what I see in this world. So when Jesus says, I leave you with a gift, it's it's a gift peace. of peace of mind and heart. Um, and I totally get that 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I I forget it, Yeah, but I get it. And I realized that God has a remedy for me. It is Jesus Christ. It is right. the cross. It is the open tomb. And because of that and my belief in Him and my confession and my baptism and as you go through all that, as you look at that, God has given me a, a remedy to escape what I have to go through. Exactly.
0: And so one day I'm going to spend eternity with God. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Like yeah. totally. And that doesn't mean that. that the pain won't be there. The hurt won't no. be there. We just have a hope yes. and a future.
1: Yeah, it's like, what is The apostle Paul says, you, even though you suffer for just a little while, you know, it's not going to go on forever. Yeah. Thank God, right? Amen. Thank God for that. Well, we were talking about that. What, what kind of leads us into the next thing where, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, trouble we, requires wisdom. So we have to, we Pray have to ask it. God for wisdom. Yeah. And I think that is a, um, a big thing. Yeah. And, um, I do ask God for wisdom a lot. And, um, I probably should ask you for more of the, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm not that wise, right? But um, I love this because James one five says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives it generously without finding fault and it'll be given to you. Mm -hmm. It's like he's not even going to question you. Brandon's going to ask God for wisdom and God's going to be like, good. You've yep. got wisdom. Yeah, here's here's wisdom in this area that
0: that you've been that you've been praying about, and that is a hurdle I think for a lot of us. Um, I, I would go out and live and say a lot of the people who are listening, even mm-hmm. because we we like to be able to accomplish things on our own. It's like exactly. I, I've got this; I don't need help, even if it's from a friend or if it's from God. I I can I can handle this, right? This isn't too big for me, right? And so that arrogance comes in, and and we don't allow God. So we have to be intentional about. Asking God exactly. for that wisdom, you know. I love the the story you, you read from um, S- First Kings, where Solomon, you know, God appears to Solomon in a dream. We just read this in the Bible recap yeah. uh, last week. I think Isn't that crazy how those kind of
1: coincide. And I love
0: it. I love it, and that's you know, just another proof of how alive and active the Bible is. And mm-hmm. it's like you hear it, and then it hits a different way. Exactly. And it's like, oh man, I've never heard that scripture in that light before. But you know, God appears to Solomon in a dream, and and says, you know. What, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. I can't
1: even imagine God asking me that. Right? And I can't imagine being smart enough or spiritual enough to say,
0: I need wisdom. I just, wisdom. I just want wisdom. And that's, that's essentially what Solomon, Solomon said. I just need wisdom. I, I'm not as, I'm not as smart as my father was. I, I need your wisdom to rule. And God was like, bam, there you, there you go. And I love the part where he says, I need
1: your wisdom to to how to rule your people, to know the difference between right, right and wrong. wrong. Yeah. I think guy I paused and said, don't you wish our leaders would pray like that today? Exactly. I mean, I yeah, do. I wish they'd pray sure. like that. Cause they do not know the difference between right and wrong. Right. And I, and I appreciate that about Solomon cause Solomon was a man's man. He yeah. he did, yeah. he made mistakes. He, we all know that for sure, but he had a heart of God mm-hmm. and, um, he just wanted to do the right thing. So that wisdom, man, is, is crazy. But, um, but I, I, it's amazing. We don't ask for it more than what we do. Right. I mean, let me ask you a question.
0: Do you pray for wisdom? I mean, legitimately. No, no, not the way I need to. Right. Maybe if something pops up and, and I don't know what to do, I will, but not, not on a consistent basis of yeah. God, I just need wisdom for the day. I don't know what is going to take right. place. You do. So give me the wisdom that I need to handle whatever pops up with your knowledge. And don't
1: you, when you're reading through, um, the, the encounter with God and King Solomon and when Solomon's, uh, response, there's that, um, whole, aspect that overlies that story that it's like solomon wants to glorify god yes yep. he, he wants to honor god through this because i need to do this for your people right you, these are your great people and i love the fact and it almost gives me chills to think about it because solomon is not wanting to be this wise you know like yoda sitting in the palace mm. and get you right and giving all this advice so he can get a pat on the back right it's like I want to do this for you, right, God. Right, This is to glorify you. God has placed me in this position. Exactly. To him be the glory. Exactly. And um, I love James. Um, he goes on to say in James 1, 6, he says, but when you ask him, talking about wisdom, yeah. um, be sure that your faith is in God alone. And I love that. Um, and he goes on to talk about don't waver back and forth between the world and, and between God. So when you ask God for wisdom, make sure that you believe that God's going to give this to you. Right, make right. sure that you believe and that your only belief is in God. It's not like, hey, I'm going to believe in God, and I'm only going to believe in some social justice movement. You know, it's yeah. like, no, my faith is totally in God alone, and that's exactly where my wisdom is coming from. Yep. It can't come from um, the world and the culture and also the Bible. It's got to be in God alone.
0: Right. That's like almost period into discussion. Exactly. At that point So Yeah And that leads us into Number four Okay um, Which was Financial trouble Threatens Maintain it Weird that he threw Those two verses In the middle Of all this hardships And all Which
1: is good Because If you think about it Money does cause hardships
0: It does And, and not just On the The lower end of that I, I love how you Point that out Well you didn't really but James did You did Exactly But James did first Right James 1, 9 through 9-10 Believers who are poor have something to boast about for god has honored them it's like what right and those who are rich should boast that god has humbled them they will fade away like a little flower in the field and so you know you talk about you know financial troubles it's not just people who don't have a lot right. that that struggle because when you don't have a lot you said something along the lines of you want more exactly and you want more, but the truth is, is that when you do have a lot, and you've seen this, you've seen this play out in culture with exactly. with high up people who have a lot of money. You're never satisfied, never. and so you have to be. I love that word, humble. God has humbled them. You have exactly. to be humble and realize that no matter what you have, it's a gift from God. Exactly, and it, and honestly, it's really not yours, anyways. It's God's. Exactly, it's for you to use. Exactly for God's glory. Exactly, one
1: hundred percent, and um, you know, uh, and when I read that those two verses, um, of verse nine and ten, correct, is with yep. that yeah, yep. verse nine and ten. Um, basically, I just hear James saying, you know what? Don't let financial problems cause you to lose your value system. Your value system is totally in God. It's totally in in Christ, who you are a slave to. Right. So if you're rich, don't allow that to totally ruin your relationship to god right if you are poor and have hardly anything at all don't allow that to ruin your relationship Mm -hmm. to god because both ends of the spectrum can cause it and and even if you're in the middle of the road it can cause you to lose that because you're thinking i want more and more because this culture is all i mean if you watch television and you watch commercials yeah it's all about to get you to be unsatisfied and spend your money Anything. You need a new camper, you need a new Dodge, you need a new Chevy, you need a new uh you know, Rolls Royce, you need a new watch, you need a new hairdo, you need earrings, you need this ring. It's all about you they want your money. And so it's I
0: do need a new hairdo though. Like my hair's getting out of control. I was
1: gonna ask you about
0: that. Yeah. It's but- getting shaggy.
1: Well just ask God for wisdom and see what happens. All right. And a new hairdo. <laughs> and a new hairdo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll just ask you to cut it uh, well, I can good. do that
1: too Which leads us to number five Overcoming trouble has a reward And we need to focus on that mm-hmm. And um, uh, Trouble is nothing that I want to go through I mean let's yeah. admit it I, don't, I do not want to go through that But um I love um James one twelve. He yeah. says God blesses those who patiently endure Testing and temptation After they have received the crown of life That God has promised to those who love him Yep, and in that first that opening part, God blesses those who patiently, patiently endure. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time with patience. I do too. And when you say patiently, I don't know if I patiently do. Right, I'm better than what I was when I was your for age, for sure, for sure. But my goodness, I patiently—that spoke to my heart yeah. when I was reading through yeah. that. It's like, is there a way I can just jump verse yep. twelve and go right into something else? Exactly.
0: And I, I think that's you know just part of that bible being alive and active is right. reading it and, and catching words like that sometimes words like patiently stick out to me mm-hmm. like that right sometimes they don't it's like right, okay right. god what are you trying to teach me in right. that um where i patiently endure and that just right. that idea of endurance the right. the story you told of walter payton right oh my what a great analogy mm-hmm. walter payton ran an average of what'd you say four yards four yards to this career and he got knocked down And he got knocked down at the end of every four yards. Now, obviously he had long runs. He had shorter runs. Yeah. What do you have like an 80 yard run one time? And then sometimes he got knocked down at a half a yard. You know what I mean? So, right. Sometimes you get stopped behind the line. Exactly. Um, but he never said, you know what? I'm done. I quit. Right. And that four yard run ended him, landed him in the hall Hall of fame. fame. But that's what we're called to to do as Christ followers is to just to keep our nose forward and yep. just to run for Christ yep. and when, not if, when we get knocked down, right. Get up, right. Knock the dirt off, right. Learn from it. You know, and that's the great yep. thing is, you know, I'm sure Walter learned in, in the course of a game. Okay. Okay. When they're lined up in that formation, they're coming from there. When they're right. lined up in that formation, there's going to be a hole. As long as my guys do what they're supposed right. to do, there's going to be a hole right here, and you learn from it. And right. that's, that's what we have to do as Christ followers. We get up. We dust ourselves off. We learn, and we move forward, mm-hmm. not throwing in the, the white flag. You exactly. Exactly. Like,
1: and I and I love that I love that too because I wanted to use a baseball illustration and I really looked hard yeah. for baseball and I had one. And then um I ran across Walter Payton just by accident and I started reading, I was like, you know what? I'm not a football fan, right? but man, I'll tell you what, a Chris, the Christian life, as what we're talking about yep. in James, yep. we are NFL running backs. Yep. We literally have to keep moving down the field exactly. because there are times a minute I want to give up. I, yep. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. I just get tired. I get yep. tired of the nonsense and all the stuff that takes place. So I just want to like go to the sidelines and put a towel on my head and take a reprieve. Should put somebody else in, coach. Exactly. But- to get back up after you've been hit and you're hurting mm-hmm. and because there was, I didn't go through a lot of details, but there was one time where Walter Payton had a jammed wrist mm-hmm. and refused to come out of the game <laughs> and um, ended up, that was one of the biggest games of, of his career. He ran yep. for almost more yards than any time in his career. Mm-hmm. There was one time where he twisted his ankle and continued to run the ball. And that was a very good description of, I think you and I as, as a Christian, because you, you're going to get hit. Yeah You're going to get hit You're going yeah. to get hit hard And it's going to take the wind out of you You're going to have jams and yeah. bruises And you're get nicks. beat up Yeah, you're going yeah. to chop the top of your finger off
2: Thanks You know, all that me. thing's
1: going to happen And you got to keep moving down the field Right And, um keeping your eye on the, on that end zone. Yep. And, um, and of course the end zone for you and me as a follower is heaven. Amen. It gets to be with God. Yep. And um, so I love that. And that's why I used, I I've used this scripture a lot over the last 10, 12 months, um, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's John 10, 10, And I love it because I think people need to realize, you know, Jesus is saying the thief's job is to steal, to kill and to destroy. That's anything that comes from the world, Yep. anything, mm-hmm. Satan, the world, anything alternate than God. But Jesus is like, I've come that you might have life to the fullest. Yep, I love that. It's like, again, Jesus is saying, I've I've given you a gift, peace of mind and heart. I've come that you might have life. In this world, you're going to have trouble. When are we ever going to get it? Just be like, okay, everything I have is in God. Everything
0: I have is through Jesus Christ in the blood. So I need to focus on that. And Jesus isn't talking about having life on earth to the full. You know, there's some versions that say have life everlasting. He's talking about the end goal. He's talking about the end Exactly.
2: That's what he's talking about.
0: You know, and so I I think that's a great analogy. We, we have to be the Christian life. We, we have to be like an NFL running back. Exactly. But I would go a step farther to say we have to be like a, a Walter Payton, an NFL running back in that day because the NFL running backs today, they're just not the same. It's a different breed from back there. No, no, you're right. You're right. You gotta be a Walter
1: Payton. 100%. 100%. And, um, had somebody a few months ago come up to me and just said, you know, I, I, I'm not happy. I'm having a real hard time just being happy. And I went join the club, right? Join the club. I'm not happy about a whole lot. In I'm not really. I, I mean, I told them. I said, if I'm going to confess something to you, I'm not happy about most things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make the weather doesn't make me happy. Yeah, we uh, some, know. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, sometimes I don't like. I'm. I'm not happy when I'm driving. I'm not happy with other things that take place. Right. Um, but I tell you what. I. I said what you need to focus on is you need to fo- focus on joy. And holiness. Yeah. And that's what you need to focus yeah. on because you can be joyful yeah. and still never be yeah. happy. Yeah. You can be joyful and holy and Not be happy, right? So if I read through the Bible and I read through these guys like Paul and you look at all, I don't really see those guys being happy, right? But I do see them being joyful in their spirit. At that's what Jesus Mm -hmm. was saying. I've lived. I've left you a gift, peace of mind and heart. So I see joy and peace. Yep, and that's what I want. I'd rather have joy and peace than happiness.
0: Yeah, and there was you talked about that idea yesterday a little bit of joy, Mm -hmm. and and I thought it was just so applicable that we introduced the new song House of the Lord yesterday where it just says there's joy in the house of the lord there's joy in the house of the lord today mm-hmm. and phil we i showed a video that was phil wickham talking about that he and was jive talking too yeah right? he was he was he's he he's like rapping he was white rapping he uses his hands a lot <laughs> he did but um but phil talked about where he wrote that song from i saw and you he was, do that too i think you did that on purpose for me i, I was trying i was <laughs> i was hoping you caught that yeah um but but phil talked about where he wrote that song from and he said you know the house of the Lord isn't a place we meet. It's not the church. He said, you are the right. house of the Lord. I'm the house of the Lord. And so there should be joy in the house of the Lord every single day right. inside of us. And um, right. And I love that. You, you okay over there? Your microphone's yeah, I, I, I got tangled me. up in that wire. Right. And, um, and so I thought that that was just a, a great um, intro song. I really hope that song takes on it was because a good song. I, I like it a lot. It a good it's song. It's just got a good feeling to it. And And I don't know how you can sing it. And not be happy of man. There is I've got so much to be joyful of. Exactly. And again, may not mean I'm happy about something, mm-hmm. but my joy comes from God.
1: Exactly. One hundred percent. We've been cruising today. We're like what is it, an hour and eight nine minutes or something?
0: Yeah, probably a little less than that. Yeah, about probably about eight. Uh, eight. We started later. You know, we started it here and we just kind of let it ride a little bit before we officially got right. in. So to the recording, but right so yeah good stuff man good very stuff, good stuff so. Yeah.
1: so if you guys haven't had a chance to uh, join us on Sunday or didn't get a chance to join us on Sunday and you haven't been able to watch our uh, YouTube channel or join us for the uh, RCC Home Church I encourage you to do that if you haven't um, already done that and um, if you're listening I hope to see you guys um, at church during this series because um, like Brandon said um, it's a good series mm-hmm. uh, not because we're doing it yep. it's because James has already done it and I love it because he's already given us what we need to do so we're just breaking that down so also if you guys are listening and um you guys have been um hate to use this word religious listeners um if you like to forward this on to somebody that has never heard us or never been a part of us or never joined us i would encourage you to do that maybe invite a few friends and maybe they might be able to pick something yeah. up over the course of this so be sure to like and subscribe and follow share and, follow yeah. pass along whatever whatever you decide to do we yeah. appreciate it and
0: and like Brandon said hopefully the uh, t-shirts will be ready here in the next week or two yeah, so if and, you want a t-shirt if you want a grounded t-shirt send us an email richwood r i c h w o o d church of christ at gmail.com and um let us know what uh, color you want that in. That's the the logo with our bitmojis on it that say Grounded Podcast with right. Brandon and Craig. Awesome. And so,
1: yeah. And tomorrow night we have prayer night. Night of prayer. And live on Facebook. And um, we got the one and only John Hughes. Yeah. Uh, the guy gets younger every time I see him. I don't know what's going on with that. That's what you say. Well, I see it through my eyes. Okay. So. <laughs> It makes
0: him feel I'm good. not saying he's old. It makes him feel good. I'm not that's saying really he's great. old. It makes him happy. Is that what that means when he rolls his eyes at you? That it yeah. just makes him feel good? It makes him feel good. Like, he oh. gets an eye
1: exercise. That's exactly. exactly. <laughs> but John's going to join us tomorrow night, talk a little bit about Honduras, the container restaurant that's going over yep. to Honduras. We're going to spend some time in prayer with that. It's going to be a little bit different. So please join us for that. We yep. would encourage you guys to do that. And also, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Um, is popsicles in the park? That is, um, like preschool through elementary yep, age. Yeah,
0: birth through element. I mean, I guess yeah. is old enough to eat a yeah. popsicle yeah. through
1: elementary age. Richwood Park, one o'clock at the shelter house, and yeah. so join Kim and Sue and whoever else they have along. They'll have some popsicles, and um, that's a good that's a good thing, right? There There you go. That's so good. Popsicles
0: are good. They're not on the caveman diet. No, not really. But yeah. we're starting our third week. Are you? Yeah, it's you been like good, it, right? Haven't I? Haven't fudged it all yet. Well, that, I'm only two weeks in, but... That's good. So I feel good. I feel you will. Really You'll good. fudge. I, w- I will eventually. I mean, I'm on a plan. I'm, fudge I'm, is fine. I'm I mean, plan I, I think you do have to fudge every
1: now and then. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure the caveman every now and went to McDonald's, you know, had something. I'm sure. I'm not going to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to... McDonald's was better back in caveman.
2: I'm too. sure it was. Their
0: fries were better. The burgers were better. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no. know, when, when I... When I go that route, I will probably cook <laughs> smash burgers on the black There so. you go.
2: There you go. <laughs>
0: so, but, but yeah, that's been good and looking forward to a good week and not planning on cutting myself any this week. So that'll be a plus. I'm,
1: I'm anxious to see what things are going to be like next week when we record. I'm anxious to see what body ailment right? you're bringing into this room. Let's
0: not, let's not go down that road. Let's hope it's not me. Right. Oh, come Even on. Even if I do, though, I will be joyful. Okay. Hold hold me to that.
2: <laughs>
0: so, well, thanks again so much for listening, and uh, we hope that wherever you are today, you're having a great day, um, and we hope you have a great week.